Welcome to another episode of Penguin Insider. I'm your host, John Vargo. Today we have Bryce McBride, a 6'2 senior guard from Jackson, Tennessee, who plays on the YSU men's basketball team. He played the last two seasons at Eastern Michigan before coming to YSU. Welcome to Penguin Insider, Bryce. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I feel great to be here. Good, good. So, hey, um, teams nine and four, you know, and obviously um, talk about what you guys have done up to this point so far. Um, the biggest thing that we've mostly done is just learn each other. You know, we're all a bunch of new guys, but we're also older, so we know how to win for the most part, but also it takes time to gel with one another because we all have individual goals we all want to win but you know the best teams are the best towards the middle and the end of the season so I feel as if we still have a lot of more a lot of room to improve on. So Bryce what does your team need to do to be defensively successful for the rest of the season because obviously this team is offensively gifted but I think we all know defense does win championships. So, um, defensively, I feel as if you know we pay attention to the sky report, but it just seems like those players that we don't necessarily chime off on, those be the players that get off and are able to rally their teams and make us kind of look bad defensively because we don't put a big enough emphasis on them. So defensively, I feel as if. As a collective, we all need to hold ourselves to a standard to where, regardless of if he's on a scouting report and he's doing this and doing that, we're going to lock everybody down because, you know, we're all Division One players at the end of the day. Nice. So um, tell me about your role on this team. What, you know, you come off the bench, you know, tell me about that. You know, what what is that like for you? Um, For me, it's a comfortable role because we have a lot of great players and, I feel as if I can provide a spark off the bench when needed, so I like it. Okay. Um, the Westminster game, you had 15 assists there. Mm-hmm. Um, did you? It, was it just one of those games you just like, oh, you know, something's just happening there. I'm just feeling it coming off my fingers, you know, that I'm finding my teammates. Uh, me personally, that was one of the first games coach basically – you know, gave me the ball and it was my show to where it was just space the floor, give him a ball screen or don't give him a ball screen and let him just find people. So it was one of the games that I was more free. So, you know, I thank him for that. Yeah. Is that something you take forward? You see that freedom you have there? And is that something, you you know, you maybe you have talked to uh, Coach Calhoun about, you know, and said, boy, you know, it's like, you know, I feel really good out there. You know, it's like I, I like does he like the way you play like that? You know, is it something that gives you the confidence to play like that more often? Oh, for sure he likes it. It's just about producing and things of that nature. You know, different games come with different roles. So, you know, when we're going up against Division One opponents, you know, normally we're running plays for this person or that person. So I'm kind of on the tail end of just taking care of the ball and running offense instead of being the aggressor and being able to be free and create for everybody and score and do this and do that. So, you know, I just have different roles at certain times and I just have to adjust to them. Maybe how did the Mid-American Conference the last couple years, because obviously it's a little bit different in the MAC than it is in the Horizon League Mm -hmm. as far as the physicality goes Mm -hmm. in in that league. Did that more prepare you 
for being on this team here and helping in that way? Oh, for sure, because the MAC is you have bigger guards and you have bigger bigs. So, you know, when you're coming to another school that isn't necessarily as big as those schools that you once were playing, you're basically just you already you get to do what you want to do to a certain extent. But at this level, it's been more so outthinking everybody. So basically making the right reads and seeing a play happen before it happens. Whereas in the MAC, I necessarily didn't have to do that because I was so quick that my coaches were, and I was blessed to have two great coaches. They just gave me a lot of space and I was able to just either go one-on-one -on -one for the most part and get to where I needed to get to. But here it's more strategic and I have to like run offense and really figure it out. What was it like for you once you hit the portal? And you were like, okay, I'm my time here at Eastern Michigan's done. Mm -hmm. I'm going to another place here. Was it kind of like, was there a little trepidation? And you know, it's like, okay, I left someplace where I've known for the last couple of years, sure. and it's like, where am I going to go? And am I am I going to get noticed by anybody? Coming in, I had the emotions of I didn't really have the season that I wanted to have. You know, I didn't play the the last probably five games. I think and my numbers were down. So I was, you know, in my own head thinking like, where in the world could I go? Like, who would want me? Mm -hmm. So, and plus I also heard they were getting a lot of like Imani. I, I, I heard the rumors and everything like that. So I was like, there's no room for me here anyway. Like, what am I gonna do? So, you know, I just jumped off faith and the schools that contacted me, you know, I was extremely blessed to be considered by those schools, including Youngstown. So I just went with my gut. Yeah. and. Uh, does does he have that kind of relief when you're it's like okay people are noticing me when i get into that portal you know it's like i'm just not out here on my own so For sure um what how did how did it all come to contact with ysu once you hit that portal um i could tell coach chen really had an interest in me because of the way that i played he's seen that i had more to my game than just ISO ball. He's saying that I was quick and I could actually play. And, you know, Coach Chan and Coach Callan wanted to develop me, help me become a better shooter off the bounce, help me just become a better shooter, period, and understand how to play in a pro style to a certain extent. So, you know, after talking it over with my family and seeing what was best for me and what I want to do in the future, which is play professional, I knew that I had to win and I knew I had to, and I knew I had to be able to make the right reads and be comfortable with doing that. Now, that's got to be something special. You got noticed by a guy who is in the professional ranks right yeah, now. So for sure. I miss Chan. Yeah. It was, it was kind of heartbreaking because when I was, you know, Chan was the one I, I leaned on. I still lean on him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he set us all down when they said, you know, I'm leaving. My heart broke. Like, I was, I was upset because I'm like, mm -hmm. bro. Because it's always like everywhere I go, the person that brought me there, he always leaves. Like when I was at Eastern, mm -hmm. my first coach left. Like he, he, no. I, ain't, I ain't gonna say he left, but you know yeah. some stuff happened, and right. he left, and then I ended up staying, and then you know this second situation it, it ended up not favoring. But that's just been the story of like my college career. Everywhere mm -hmm. I've gone, like a coach has left that put me there. Yeah. So it's kind of like a piece of me was gone too. So, mm. yeah. But I'm glad he's in the NBA, though. He helps me out a lot, helps me understand the game better with 
being around those professionals and how they are mentally in terms of adjusting to their role and being able to be satisfied with their role because that's been something that I've been struggling with a lot because, you know, I just, I'm having a kind of a hard time adjusting to it to a certain extent, but I'm figuring it out. What is it like, you know, everybody's has a piece to this puzzle here at this university. There's so many new faces here this year because of the mm-hmm. portal. How, how do you guys make this all mesh together? Because it can't be easy. You know, it's like with the, you know, with everybody who has tons of experience coming in here and then you guys are all just put together here. How do you guys try to make this work? So I'm going to be honest with you. We figuring it out as we go. Like mm-hmm. that lets you know how good of individual players we are because we're winning. We're like, we're winning. We're nine and four, but we still haven't got anything figured out. We still don't really know how to play together or make the right reads or understand the concept of one mores or playing team basketball yet because we're primarily ISO to a certain extent. So when we figure out how to move the ball, play for one another, and then that will translate over to defense as well. We're, we don't we don't want our man to score. But once we realize that once one of our teammates gets beat and we help, somebody's going to have our help. So it's still mm-hmm. kind of like fresh and still a me, me, me thing. I don't want my man to score or I want to score. But when we start understanding that it's us and us and us, then we're going to be really great. Because like I said, we're already 9-4, and four, and we're not even half as good as we could be. Do you, and, you know, do you don't have to answer this, but do, mm-hmm. some of those losses, those four losses, do you look back on those? It's like, man, if we, you know, do you look at that and say, does it motivate your team to say, you know, hey, if we do this next time we're in this situation, you know, it's like, and learn from that, look at that tape and say, you know, boy, you know, next time we're in that, we do this differently or. That's that's a tough one for sure because mm-hmm. we all watch the tape and we all have different things that we come to each other about as to how we could handle those types of situations better. But, you know, ultimately we we put our, our trust in, you know, the coaches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We try to do what we're told for the most part. So, you know, we, we kind of need to make adjustments when teams go on runs, maybe a sub, maybe switch up the defense, maybe – change of pace of the offense like it's, it's a lot of different things that add on to that that we're still trying to figure it out because none of us have it easy the coach's job is hard trying to help us play together because we're all grown and all trying to figure it out ourselves instead of with each other for the most part so everybody has a tough job in this situation i i think you know because i've seen this team grow and mature over the course of 20 plus years of being a sports writer and you know last five years under coach Calhoun from where it went from day one to here Mm -hmm. but I think even though there was a loss in that OU game last you know years past I would have seen that team they lose by 30 some points for sure they would lose by 30 some points you guys come out there not only take a lead but you know are competitive in that game granted it was a loss but still I think people saw something in this team that when you guys do put it all together, as you say, mm-hmm. this team is going to be a really big force. So For sure. Everybody's seen us do it in spurts. But when we really be good and really figure out how to do it, 
for 40 minutes and not just for six minutes or eight minutes because those times where we absolutely dominated, it started defensively. We got stops, we ran, we scored, and we ran great half-court offense as well. So we, we just got to figure it out, and it's coming along. What kind of differences have you noticed from, you know, granted there was just two Horizon League games down at Wright mm -hmm. State and North Kentucky, but in those two games, uh, that small sample size, what have you noticed that those – those teams compared to the the MAC teams, besides the physicality and the size. Mm. The biggest thing I've noticed was NKU. They play sort of like a, a matchup zone at first. You know, it was kind of hard to figure it out. But once you realize that, once you space the floor, they're with their man. At that point, there is no more zone. And if they switch, then it's a mismatch somewhere. And with, when it comes to the MAC, ain't no teams playing. They're not playing zone. They're man to man. They're gonna pressure you. They're gonna really place. They're gonna play real defense. Like they're, I don't know a professional team that plays zone basketball. So in the MAC, they kind of treat it like, like that next level of offense and defense. But mm -hmm. NKU was kind of tricky to figure it out. Wright State, they did a great job defensively as well because they are in pinch spots. They help each other really well. So that's the two things that I really noticed. For yourself, um, how much does social media come into play, you know, for, you know, not only yourself but your teammates? For myself, I don't really be on social media that much. I be on social media. Like, on, I'll post a picture every now and then, but I'm not really the social media type. I'm the type to just sit in my room and read all day mm -hmm. or or I'm in the gym. I don't really do much of social media. But I've seen social media change some of my teammates' lives. Like, a lot of them got NIL deals from, from social media, and they're, they're making some money off of it. So mm -hmm. social media can be a big attribute, bu a big attribute boost for you. Where do you see the detriment in it? I see some detriment in it when people start worrying about other people and not themselves. A lot of people see other people and wonder why they're not getting this, why they're not getting that, or this person don't de don't deserve that because I work harder than that person, and they just ultimately think that it's not fair at times. But it's not really their business. You know, everybody has their own anointed blessings when it comes. So that's where the downfall could be. But like I said, I try not to get into all yeah. that. Social media is just a big distraction for me. It's not really what I want. So you're saying you'd sit down and read books. What kind of uh, what kind of leisure books do you read? So I read a lot of books dealing with the mind, dealing with overthinking, dealing with the power of positivity and the 48 Laws of Power. I, I just read a lot of mental books because a lot of times people don't really understand what it is that they're going through, but everything that they're going through is a battle within the mind because every day is the same day, just depending on how you react to certain situations that go on. So that's how... I started understanding the difference between like your thoughts and what you're thinking. And just reading books, like every thought is not who you are. Like books and stuff like that is is basically how I help with my mental capacity without overthinking and doing things like that. It keeps me calm. It helps me to understand that this is not where I'm gonna be five years from now. Just keep working hard, keep putting your trust in God and only Think about the things that you can control and just have the faith. Was this something growing up from your mother that gave you, you know, the confidence, you know, to 
to do things on your own and things like that, things of that nature? Um, to a certain extent, I would say that because she did everything on her own being a single mother. But a lot of things that shaped me happened in high school, I want to say. Like, I always knew I wanted to play basketball, but, like, my freshman year of high school, I had a high school coach by the name of DeMond Fuller at Jackson Southside. And he would, like, I didn't have a father, but I would consider him my father because how I am and how I've been has has been just a a contribute to him because he changed me mentally. He, like, he always allowed me to understand how to be professional from a young age, like how I carry myself, what I post on social media, not cursing on social media or cursing, you know, around anybody because, and also treating everybody with respect. Like, there's nobody above nobody. Whether you're a celebrity making a billion dollars, whether you're a janitor mopping floors, like, there's no difference. Y'all are both human. And either way it go, God can take. Just like he gives, he can take. So him being that father figure in my life and helping me understand the game of basketball, but also how to be a great man kind of changed everything for me is that something maybe you're thinking in the future it's like boy i'd love to give back and be be that mentor that i was mentored to so for sure i I most definitely want to coach one day i see a lot of things in the game of basketball that you know i would do differently if Mm -hmm. i if if i'm being honest so i would love to coach a team and see if my theories and see if my strategies will work because a lot of times people don't really see what you see like certain coaches don't really see what the players see because they're out there. And some coaches ain't even played basketball for real. Some mm-hmm. coaches are they're just analysts. They yeah. like statistics. They like seeing what people do good. They like seeing what other teams do good, but they don't really understand like being out there body language. They don't understand tendencies and weaknesses on how to pick players apart in which areas and aspects of the court. So I'm big on details and things of that nature. So I really want to coach and get into that because I I really like that stuff. Uh, now, do you coach, like, youth league and stuff like that? Maybe you're in your back home? Or? To be honest, I don't. Okay. But YSU had a, a basketball camp, mm-hmm. and my team would always dominate everybody's team. Like, they would say yeah. I had the best players because I did. But the reason I had the best players is because I put my players in the best situations. You get what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. So, but I'm telling you what you're uh, good at, and you're, you feel me? Um, exactly. That's why I used to dump. And everybody else, they're just going with the flow. They're like, no, don't shoot that. But me, I'm like, okay, I understand what you're doing. Hey, look right here. Boom, boom, boom. You know, I'm analyzing it, but I'm also understanding what the other – I would uh, always dump. I can see you in the high school ranks here, you know, in the near future. And it's like I, I, I can – I feel that that energy that comes from you right now. So you remind me of uh, this coach uh, up by um, – uh, Jefferson, his name's Brandon Hanna. I mean, this guy was full of life. He actually took his team to the state semifinals this mm, year. So yeah. it's like his second year. So it's like, but I feel that kind of energy coming from you, man. It's like, yeah. and your players are going to be very lucky to have you. Yeah, I so. love basketball. I love basketball. And I can, I can just attest to my high school coach because he was the same way. Like, I probably only lost a total of maybe maybe 11 games in high school like there was there were seasons where we went undefeated but lost one game in the in the championship game or some but i've never been a loser never when you were growing up in jackson tennessee mm-hmm. um what kind of things were going on you know you guys are how far away from memphis or we're about 55 minutes, minutes about, a, about an hour or so yeah, it's like that. i mean a lot of time spent in Memphis or just going back and forth or just uh, still be an hour away or everything was based in Jackson for you? 
I was all over the place. So growing up, I moved from Nashville to to Jackson. Then my mom moved to Memphis. So we've been all over the place. And primarily, I was. It just depends on the time period because when I was a younger kid, we lived in Nashville, moved back to Jackson. Uh, my mom moved to Memphis, so I started going to Memphis a lot, meeting a lot of new people, understanding basketball better then as well, playing with you know some older guys and things of that nature. So it was it just really depends. I've, I'm very cultured around Tennessee, like how Memphis people are, how Jackson people are, how Nashville people are. Like I kind of got a mix of everything. So like I got the flashiness sort of dog of Memphis. I got the the dog and the mentality of Jackson, and I got the swagger from Nashville. Like it just, it just all plays hand in hand with my growth and my development of how I was brought up. And I'm actually blessed that we moved from place to place to place because that just instilled something different in me and made me want it more. Because I was seeing other people that I killed go high major Division One, and I was just like, well. So I just kept the motivation and kept working. So you went to two JUCOs before going there. So. Mm-hmm. What kind of things did you work on in those JUCOs to get noticed, to get to that next level? I was always in the gym. Like, people would call me, where you at? I'm in the gym. Like, it didn't matter the time of day. I just literally stayed in the gym because I knew it was going to eventually work out for me. This just wasn't the right fit for me. And I just had to deal with that adversity of not playing. But my second year at JUCO, you know, the coach that recruited me, he left. So the new coach, you know, I wasn't going to go to that school, but the new coach convinced me to go. And I ended up going, and it was the best thing that happened to me because he's seen the work ethic and he's seen what I did at my last JUCO with only getting, like, probably five minutes a game. He's seen I was averaging four points in, like, five minutes a game. And, you know, he convinced me to stay, and I stayed in the gym, kept working. That was That's when I realized that I was everything that I thought I was. And just going into the Division One area, I mean era, you know, I've always had to play roles and things of that nature. So I've always not – I've never really just been able to – just be free like I was when I had a triple-double or, mm-hmm. you know, so. What's it like being out there? I mean, for some of it, for us that have never played college sports, you know, you're out there, you're, things are going, things are clicking there, you know. What is that moment like for you? So, like, when you're in the zone? Yeah. I've been in the zone only a couple times, so. When I was at Eastern, we played Akron, and I had, like, 20 points in the second half. That is just a series of when you're not thinking of anything. Mm-hmm. So if every basketball player would play without thinking and they would just play off instincts and doing whatever they wanted, you would really see who the best basketball players are in the world, seriously. Mm-hmm. Because as you can see, like in the NBA, those best basketball players like Steph Curry, they mm-hmm. he's not thinking. Luka Doncic ain't thinking. Trey Young, he's not thinking. John Morant, they're just out there flowing, doing whatever they want to do. They're the best basketball players in the world. But you don't really understand – how good a role player is in the NBA when he's not playing a role on that team. So it really feels great to be free and just play because it, it really shows you that you're just as good as those guys. Well, I'm not comparing no college guy to no NBA guy, but it shows you that you're just as good as anybody that you think you are when you have that confidence to do whatever. What kind of things are you going to do once your time is done here this year and going into uh – Going into the, you know, either going overseas or going to uh, going to the D- G League, or I always called the D League because it yeah, used it to be, yeah, yeah. So, 
Um, the biggest thing that I'm going to do is I'm just going to continue to work hard and keep my faith in God. That's the biggest thing that I'm going to do because that's the only control that I have over the situations of overseas or G League or where wherever it is. But also, you know, I have to trust the connections that I do have with the coaches and everybody that I do know because I have built great relationships everywhere that I've been. So that's basically all I can say is I'm just going to stay in a moment and control what I can control, and that's just how hard I work. For this year, um, what kind of things does this team need to do to get from, you know, the individual aspect to get into that team aspect here? What kind of things need to happen here in the next couple games to maybe help solidify that? Um, I believe that we just need to all have a clear understanding that when we win, we all eat. We all get what we want because every scout, understands that college you have to play a specific role but every scout also understands that they'll look at a they'll look at a kid and say okay we can develop him into this and I don't think most college kids understand that those scouts are going to develop you and use you how they want to use you so whatever you do in college isn't really substantial to what you could potentially be doing as a pro so I feel as if once we all understand that winning comes first a scout can develop you into whatever they want you to be, but you just have to have that faith that somebody's going to want you. But it all comes from winning at the end of the day. And like I said, when you win, you eat. For um, that crowd that, that last month, you had all those kids. They had those 4,200 oh, yeah. kids there. Couldn't hear for, nothing. What, what, was, what was it like for you guys playing in front of that? So. We couldn't hear play calls. We couldn't hear foul calls. We couldn't hear like anything. It was we. It was crazy. We was really out there just playing pickup. If I'm being honest with you, mm-hmm. so we was just out there reading, reacting, just playing basketball. I've never been in an environment where it was that loud. I played mm-hmm. at Indiana last year with Eastern Michigan. Granted, that's a loud place, mm-hmm. but when those kids were screaming, like you know, because the Beagley Center is not that big, mm-hmm. so when you have thousands and thousands of kids screaming at the top of their lungs in a small space, you're not gonna be able to hear nothing. Like so, that was it was compared to that, to be honest with you. You know, and if you're listening to this and you want to get your group out there and you want to be as loud as some of those kids, and you know, maybe have Bryson's teammates play some more pickup ball out there, <laughs> you know, let's. Let's have your group call me, John Vargo, at 330-941-2392 or email me at jwvargo at ysu.edu. I can get you in for $5 a piece. We can get you in a high-five line. You can high-five Bryce, some of his teammates, before the game. And you know what? You're going to have a really good time out there. Give me a call. Email me. You're going to see Bryce out there. You're going to see his teammates. It's going to be great. So what would you like to see maybe some of these crowds for, you know, going for in January and February to see some of these people come out there for you? I'm blessed that we have the uh, the amount of uh, fans that we have now because at my last school we didn't get no – we didn't get many fans. So this is the most fans that I've ever had. But if we were able to get more, I know the adrenaline would go crazy. I know we would all play harder, play – you know, we would just be trying to put on a show. You know, fans bring the type of energy that – you feed off of. Just like when we came back against Ohio, it, it wasn't us, it was the fans. We we felt the fans get into it, standing up, stomping, yelling, every steal, every made shot, and that just boosted everybody, and we just kept it rolling. Fans, you hear that? So you need to be here. 
Give our ticket office call, 330-941-1978, or go on to YSUsports.com, and we'll get your tickets there. Bryce, it's been a pleasure having you here today. So best of luck for the rest of the season. My pleasure. So go Penguins.